and it runs so very deep. And so when people talk about, oh, just be yourself, just, you know, stand out from the crowd, it's all sweet and cute to just say that. But there is literally a rewiring that has to happen within our bodies and ourselves in order to allow us to feel free to do that. Because as long as humans have been on this planet, it has not been safe to do that. So there's, I, I believe that right now our collective awakening is rewiring that programming. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, mindset coach, actor, and truth teller extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought to help you face your fears, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode 88, y'all. Um, I hope you are functioning. <laughs> Normally I'd be like, hope you're having a fuck yes day. But right now I feel like the world is living in such a weird, wild state and I know I personally am, and while I have been doing so many things to keep myself grounded and find the joys in small ways, I'm also feeling wild with grief and loss and loneliness and so many feels. (laughs) Um, So I am here in it with you. I am deeply here in it with you, and I have been seriously debating on how to show up for you in this space, uh, especially because I know a, a, a few of you, when I, I put on an Instagram poll a couple of days ago, um, how many of you are listening to podcasts right now? And like 60% of you were like, yes, I'm listening to more podcasts than ever. And 40% of you were like, I'm listening to way less and consuming less. So I have been just toying with how to show up for you in this space. Um, so I'm still figuring that out. Um, but today's episode and today's conversation is one that I know will seriously hold you um, and just give you so much light. This conversation um, actually happened about a week before um, all the stuff started happening um, in the U.S. at least um, and all the social distancing and quarantine life and all of that stuff became a mandated thing and um, yet we deep dive into so many things that I felt so, so deeply called to expressing and sharing with you guys um, because I knew that you would resonate. And now more than ever, this conversation feels so potent and so, so huge. Um, And so it just felt like the right thing to do was to share this. So I am doing that with you. Um, I also just wanted to let you know, in case you missed episode 86 of the podcast, we also did a YouTube video for that. Um, It's all around support amidst this time. Um, So go check out, um, all you have to go to is amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash 86. Um, Or you can, again, like I said, check out the show notes for that and check out the YouTube channel version of it if you want to see our faces. Um, for support. Um, also, um, go back into old episodes and get support in that space around what you're needing. We have 
literally 88 episodes, y'all. So there's so much shit here. And if you're craving more intentional support, I want to remind you that the Live Your Fuck Yes Life membership is 50% off right now. Um, so that's only $22 if you want to hop in and get support from me. Um, I do uh, mindset trainings there every single month. Um, and we have a, a beautiful community of some of the most wonderful soul humans um, that you will ever meet, um, where we radically have open conversations and dialogues about everything that we're navigating. And each month we tackle a different theme. You can check out more information at amandacatherineloy.com forward slash membership. Um, and you don't have to put in any codes right now. It's just perpetually through the pandemic 50% off because I just wanted to create um, an easy way for you to get the support you need. And if you're looking for more intentional support beyond that, I am opening up some one-on-one spots. Um, so all you have to do for that is head over again to my website, amandacatherineloy.com, um, and check out the coaching tab. And there's a whole slew for one-on-one work, and you can see if it's um, a fit for you. Also, all of that information is in the show notes. Um, I just am here with you. Um, in every way that I can be. And I'm also deeply going through this. Um, And I'm really, really excited to bring to you Aaron, who is somebody that I met like on such a crazy wild uh, way. Um, And she is in the space of woo. And I know that that is something that... um, I have brought to the podcast in in multiple ways because it's a world I'm constantly exploring because it's one that I have felt so much resistance to. And we talk about that in the podcast. Um, but she um, approaches this world in a way that I've never, ever experienced it before. She is so grounded and so like me and um, so, so deeply um, in the spiritual world. And we have a really fascinating conversation. Um, she is a sound healer, a cacao ceremony facilitator. Um, she does work in human design, although we don't um, really talk about that um, on this episode. Um, but we do talk about all things vulnerability and embracing emotional movement and how to use non-traditional mediums to access what's going on inside of us. Um, and uh, we talk about Erin's personal journey of pain and how she found healing and um, what she feels like the issue of the spiritual world is. Really fucking fascinating. Um, what the fuck the word awakening really means, which I've been using a lot of lately. So, um, And I think this is something that we all are experiencing collectively right now. We also deep dive into the individual and the collective and and um and that is a bit uh just such a thing that's been on my heart and my my brain um in the last three weeks of navigating this um and then we also of course you dive into um the science and the power of cacao and sound frequency and healing and all of that goodness so i just hope this hour supports your heart um I encourage you to take yourself for a walk um, if you can, if you are healthy, um, and stay six feet away from the humans. Um, but take yourself for a walk and put this in your, your ears and just allow yourself to really, really be supported um, because you are worth that time and I am here with you. So without further ado, here we go. It's funny that you sent me that tuning like and, and, and meditation exercise. Really, it's it was just like I was in such a space of peace and serenity. And like, I had time that I didn't expect to have because things just flowed through me this morning, really intentionally. And I was like, I have 30 minutes. What should I do with this time? And as soon as that happened, you texted me. And I, I was literally like, got a message. To okay. Send that to you. Aaron is like <laughs> in my soul and my being. And the crazy thing is like, you sent that to me and I finished it and I looked at my watch and it was 11, 11. Ugh, that's 
like my favorite. I'm obsessed with 1111 lately. I don't know why either. I like, I, I know that's like, you know, whatever. Like, but everyone, even no. like people who are not like woo, like they get that. That's kind of like a cool thing. And I was just like. It's such a cool thing. Yeah. I, and it's, it's really been my number lately. Like I've been noticing it everywhere. And even yesterday I was on Instagram and I had 1,111 followers and I got so excited and I looked at it at 1111. I was like. The, li- the, the, the life is like aligning. Yeah. It was just it's such so a powerful easy. thing. And it was also something I deeply needed and something that I have also told. And as you know, when we went co- for coffee last week, I deeply resist those things sometimes. And it can be really hard for me to just accept it and, and get out of my own way. Um, and that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast in the first place. Anyway, so like because to be honest, at first, and we're just going to deep dive in because this is how I do. But like, to be That's honest, right. at first, when I when I first met you and when you first we were talking about it, I was like, yeah, like I've never had a cacao person on before. Like, I definitely want to explore that. And I could sense some resistance in me. And instead of doing what old Amanda has done for a very long time, which is like, resistance means no. I've been really mm. intentionally moving towards anything I feel resistance around to ask myself why. And mm. y'all, that's why I like, cause so, okay, back it up for a second. Aaron and I met <laughs> last week, like very, just like randomly at this event that she was, um, contributing to. And it was a very like woo spiritual event. And I don't tend to go to these things, but a couple of my friends in the entrepreneurial space in Chicago were hosting it. And I was like, let's go. I want to support them. Like, yeah, I'll get my woo on, you know, it'll be fun. I'll, I'll feel witchy. It'll be great. Um, and Aaron, I just like, I also felt your energy in a way that like Mm -hmm. I didn't expect. And, and I, I really, it was at the end when Aaron did this beautiful, like singing ceremonial, like experience. And for me as a singer and as someone who is deeply connected to sound, I was like, I really resonate with this person's being and what you were expressing, um, in that space. And I didn't know what that was going to mean. And so the next day y'all Aaron reached out to me on Instagram and was like, I need to know you. I don't know why, but I feel this, like this deep soul calling. And we like literally met the, was it the next day for coffee? It was like this slew of weird, crazy events and, but also not crazy, like beautiful and aligned and just so right. And I was still feeling resistant when we met for coffee, like I I was really excited to get to know you and like see your heart and like feel your being. But I was like, there's something in me that is like feeling resistant. And so I was like, I'm going to follow this. I'm going to trust this instead of allow my limiting beliefs around this to stop me from contacting this human and and, like getting to know where we could feel aligned because something in me is feeling pulled. And so sitting with you at coffee, I was like, oh, we are the same we do things very differently and we see the world through a very different lens. And then at the, but at the root and why we do what we do in the world, it's the same. And that was such a beautiful thing and why I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today and why I hope all of you listening who are like me in the sense of like the woo things feel a little out of my comfort zone. And I usually tend to shut that down instead of allow it in to just have an open mind about what Aaron is going to talk about today. And because I'm going to be doing the same, I will be sitting with y'all in your shoes. Um, because 
I really believe deeply now more than ever that the things that we feel resistance around are opportunities for growth and opportunities for us to see, huh, let's, that's curious. Like, why am I having this feeling? And that by only surrounding ourselves with people who have the same beliefs of, as us or the same political beliefs, religious beliefs, um, conscious beliefs, whatever, that's not allowing you to expand. That's just allowing you to stay inside your bubble. And I don't know about you, but I'm constantly trying to break free of the bubble. So I'm really pumped to have this conversation today and just like deep the fuck dive in. So welcome, Aaron, after that long ass spiel. <laughs> oh my God, I loved that so much. Thank you so much for that entire thing. I literally, my heart was like, expanding the more and more you talked. And I just was like, I almost cried at one point. Like I just, let it out. Honesty, let the tears out. <laughs> no, just how honest you are in your vulnerability mm-hmm. and the way you just put it all out there. I so deeply appreciate that. Like I crave that in my life mm-hmm. and I crave people who are willing to look at all that they feel instead mm-hmm. of just like running away from it or being like, Oh, this means this is bad. There's so much of that out there. So I'm, I'm really moved by everything you just said. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. And for the record, like that is new for me too. Like if you're listening, you're like, that's not me. Like I, it's, it's a journey. It's been a practice to get there. And like this human that is like existing as me right now feels wildly more willing to just step into the courage of my true emotions and my life in a way that mm-hmm. I didn't even know was physically possible um because we're so taught to not do that we live in a society where it's like turn it off turn it off you know like don't feel um and -hmm. just like do and especially as women it's like I'm fine I'm fine we say this all the time to ourselves right because we've been taught we live in a patriarchal society I could get on my soapbox about it forever you know (laughs) so it's like to be able to own and access your emotional life and 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 express that doesn't have to be with a fucking slew of humans that you don't know on a podcast, but it can be even just with like your closest humans in your life. It creates such a connection and a foundation that is just, it's the best gift when you allow yourself to really go there. Well, it's funny that you're saying all this because this is exactly why I got into cacao work. Yeah. (laughs) Like really, that was exactly what it was. I was craving this place where I could be honest because when Mm. I found cacao, I was swimming in my own shit. I had so much emotional baggage in my life. And I had, I'm what we call a highly sensitive person. Mm. Sometimes we call them empaths. There's like all these different names now that are getting popular out there. Um, But highly sensitive people feel what's going on with other people. Like Mm. I could feel that you had some resistance when we first met, but like, I'm at the point where I don't care. You know, I don't take that stuff personally anymore. Whereas I did for so many years and Mm. I was very addicted to trying to fix things Mm. that other people were feeling. I could sense when things were wrong. I could sense that my very presence could be triggering to people. Mm. And so I lived under a rock for a lot of years and really hid away and didn't want to expose myself. And it's still something I deal with all the time. I'm I'm watching it play out right now, even as I step out more into podcasts and Instagram and all the things and just what gets triggered within me, because, you know, we have so much PTSD from these experiences Mm. that don't even always seem like a big deal, but we're very, a lot of us are very sensitive people. So I really got into cacao because I was such a sensitive person and cacao was this medicine that held me through all of this emotional movement that had to move and so much of it had been stuck and stagnant for so long. And I literally cried probably for six months when I first started working with it. Like every time I drank it, I would just cry and cry and cry and let go and 
you know, it really was, yeah, it, it that ability to also watch other people be that vulnerable. Mm. And then for me to be that vulnerable, I mean, it's just as a human being, it's so nourishing to know you're not alone in that. Yes. So deeply. So when did your, when did you start like investigating that space and when did you like have your first cacao experience and all of that? Like what was the, what was the world that you were in then? Well, it's funny because sometimes I always have to figure out how far back do I go? <laughs> because <laughs> I know. This, this journey's been going well, and, on for a long time. Let me tell you. That's so um, crazy. It's like when you were telling I mean, me about coffee, it's been 10 years. I was like, what? Like I didn't, oh, yeah. I had no concept from like, you know, I mean, I obviously haven't known you for very long, but I like did a deep dive into your Instagram and all that stuff. And so it's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. You know? I've been doing healing things since I was 17. I wish you guys could see the quotations. Healing (laughs) things. Well, you know, it's funny because even though I'm super woo, as you said at the beginning, I'm super out there. Um, I play in a lot of weird dimensions for sure, but... I'm actually kind of a practical person at heart, which is super, it's a weird combination. I love it. Um, It's a great combo. Own it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty out there. I live in all these mystical realms, but I'm, I'm pretty grounded in how I, so that's why I can have a little bit of an allergy to a lot of spiritual terms and Mm. the spiritual world and the way it can put people in boxes and limit people. And I, I just, it's, it's not always, it can often feel really inaccessible. It is. Yeah. yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing with the spiritual world. And and one of my missions, so to speak, is to bring the world of awakening out of the spiritual box because mm. it is not just a spiritual thing. No, it's We're a all human awakening. thing. It's a human exactly. thing. Exactly. We are all awakening. We're all awakening in our own ways. Everybody's at a different point in like maybe they're under a heart awakening right now, or maybe there's a spiritual awakening, or maybe there's a third eye awakening, or maybe there's a human awakening. Like, you know, there's just so many ways that we can awaken. So the fact that it always gets lumped into these spiritual categories of like, you have to be into A, B, C, and D, and you have to be using these terms. And if you're not covered in crystals, you're really not doing anything. (laughs) And it's just like, it's not true. (laughs) Yeah. Can I, can we back up for a second? Because I feel like I also have been throwing around the term awakening for myself because that's truly what it feels like in my body right now. And I know that that term is thrown around a lot, but like, what does that mean to you? That's a great question. So For me, awakening has been the embodying of my biggest multidimensional divine self. And that sounds a little woo, I know. And sometimes there just aren't better words for these things. And this Mm -hmm. is something I struggle with sometimes. I really have to rely on people just feeling Mm -hmm. what I'm saying a lot of the time. Um, And this is one of the reasons I use sound is because it overrides words and words are very limited. Mm. So, but for me, I was pushed onto the path of awakening a little bit unwillingly. I mean, really like I didn't want to be different. I didn't want to be weird. I didn't want to be feeling things that didn't seem like other people felt, but I did. And I found, luckily I found mentors at a very early age that were able to guide me in a way that was non-dogmatic. And I feel super blessed for that. So for me, awakening is just this ongoing process that we are all in of going, I mean, for lack of better words, for going back to source, for going back to oneness. And that process though, you know, I think it gets mixed up in the spiritual world where people assume when you say oneness or you know, your spiritual self, you mean something that's disassociated from From you. And I think that's why I have felt so resistant to that concept. Because for me, when I, 
experience, like what I'm experiencing right now, it, it feels, and I keep saying this over and over, and it feels like coming home to myself. Like it yes. feels like an unbecoming of all of the things that I had put on myself or that other people had put on me or that society had placed as like, this is part of who your being is going to be. And I have slowly but surely <laughs> over the years, like removed those layers and just truly am embodying this being that is myself. Um, and I'm still learning and growing what that is. Um, and also like, I have this sense of peace that I didn't know could exist. It's very bizarre. <laughs> and, no, and I a hundred percent understand that. But most people like hearing me are like, did the fuck are you talking about? And like, I also I have noticed some people who I'm talking to in my personal life, like are hearing me express this because it is such a, like, I can't not talk about it right now. It's such a big piece of me. And if they're not there, like they sense this like feeling of, oh, I want that. I should be where you are. And it's like triggering in a sense to their desire to get to that place. And I get that because I remember looking at other people being like, they seem so grounded in who they are. They seem so happy. They seem genuinely, and obviously we don't always know that that's true if we're looking on Instagram, like a lot is not shown on the, on, you know, on there. And I remember feeling so like, I want that. I want that. I want that. And I hope that instead of you hearing that, like we both have experienced this today, y'all are like sitting here and being like, oh, this is something that I can, I know is possible and I can see pieces of myself in their stories and slowly like take away the things that, that I'm learning today and utilize that on my path instead of looking at it as like a, oh, this is something I can't access. Does that make sense? Perfect. And I love that. And what you just said opened a whole can of worms for me of what I would want to talk about yeah, with this, which is, which is really <laughs> just that those struggles and those moments where you did not feel that were as I often call them, the doorways. They're the mm. sacred invitations. They're what actually open you to experiencing yourself as more than you're currently experiencing yourself as. And I completely relate to the feeling of you have this peace and you almost don't even know how to explain it to someone because it's not really explainable. Yeah, it just and is. Something that, yeah, something that I've come to learn over the years is that awakening and consciousness actually is not explainable. It's just mm. sensed and it's just felt. And when I meet with someone, when I work with someone, like I use words because we like words and our brains like to chew on words yeah. and they can have a power to them. Of course, they can click things into place. They can make things make sense. It's all really helpful. But ultimately what I transmit by just me being me is the medicine. That is what will open or awaken or move things in someone. And yeah. sometimes it moves things that are not comfortable. Mm. So exactly what you said, it will bring up someone's insecurities possibly sometimes because that's what's Often. there for them to sit with. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's what's there for them to be with. And, and something that I've learned over the years as someone who has triggered people many times with this type of thing is that the more I can just show up with a knowing and a compassion for where they are at, mm. the easier the entire thing goes. 100%. Yeah, I deeply feel that. That being said, sometimes people still you aren't know, ready for it. They're, they're not ready and that's okay. And also my journey with being okay with where people are at has been mm, huge. Yeah. You know, like I, in my early years when I, you know, was 17 years old and this was, um, I'm going to date myself, but you know, this was a while ago. <laughs> this was like almost 20 years ago that people were not open to this type of thing. And I discovered this healer. And to me, she was everything. And I was this lost, shut down teenager who was in a lot of pain. 
And I found this woman and I was just like, who are you? Tell me everything. I need to know it all. Mm -hmm. um, and she was very ahead of her time doing all kinds of energy healing and things that are just now becoming popular and known. And I immediately wanted to tell everyone in my life about it. You know, I was like, I have found answers, everybody. You know, like, this is like, why is everybody not doing all these healing things? Why is everybody not meditating? I, I just, I couldn't understand it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it took me a lot of years um, to live into really, really, really deep acceptance with where people are. Mm. And even now I have to go through that all the time with like the spiritual world because the spiritual world is just starting to take root. It's just starting to open. People are learning techniques. People are opening to this idea that we are not just our egos and we are not just our minds. And it's, it's percolating and that's exciting, but also like, you mean mainstream wise, it is just starting. Cause yes. I feel like for the longest, I mean, it has existed for years and years and years. And mm -hmm. there's something to be said about that, right? Like there's something to be said about the fact that this has been like cultivating awareness. Let's just talk about that. And just actually getting to know at the root of you, like that is the, at a fundamental level, like what people have been talking about in very different ways for eternity, right? It's ultimately, it's just, how can I get to know myself? Right. And you can do yes. that in so many different ways. And this is a, this is a path. This is a path to do that. And it's becoming a lot more mainstream. Yes. But as it even evolves, so like my perception of awakening is it never stops, right? Like yeah. it's this continuous ongoing evolution, but it will change flavors and it will change colors. You know, Ooh, like it'll change fun. how we're I like that visual. Yeah, <laughs> it'll change how we're experiencing it. And yeah. um, like a really good example of this um, is after I went through probably the biggest shift that I ever went through in my life, which was about three or four years ago now, where I really completely dropped the inner hard drive and story of how mm. I was experiencing myself. And it just completely disappeared. And I was left in a state of just total peace, total expansion, total freedom. Like I, I couldn't even believe it was possible. So when you said earlier about you didn't know it was possible, yeah, I understand that because I was like, oh my God, like I had no idea that I could feel this way. And no wonder I'd been in so much pain yeah. for so many years because now I feel incredible was it a specific event that happened to you or like <laughs> oh it was a it was a series of events <laughs> so basically I think my entire 20s was one large inner shamanic death process what does that um, mean <laughs> <laughs> tell us tell us tell the muggles what the fuck that means <laughs> I know I love how like I start going down one path but it's like hold up wait a minute <laughs> yeah speak speak muggle I know I'm so bad at it sometimes. No, you're fine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to try to speak. No, muggle. no, no. I love um, it. Like you, you be you and I'll reel you back when I need to. Awesome. I'm <laughs> all about having people around me that can translate things. Like actually it's one of my favorite things in the world. When I work with someone who translates things into human speak. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, thank God. It, it me. So I'll do that. Off of me. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, Oh, thank God. Um, but yeah. So basically I call it one large inner shamanic death because it, it had an element of um, inner pain and inner heaviness and inner karma. So what I mentioned earlier that when I was in, when I was a teenager, I was in a lot of pain. I was very shut down mm -hmm. and I couldn't understand why I felt everything that I felt because mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of good reason for it. I mean, my life was seemingly fine. Sure. Um, you know, looking back at it, of course, I could identify certain things that had happened to me as traumas or, you know, as things that created psychological issues. But for the most part, it was unexplainable inner existential pain. 
And I think that this happens to a lot of people because as human beings, from my perception, we are not just our own individual selves. Our own individual selves are very important, but we're connected to every other human through our unconscious reality, um, through the collective field. You know, there's a lot of scientific evidence actually now about this and about the quantum field and about how we're all connected. Yeah. And also just like going back to being, you know, in tribe, like tribes and stuff, like we are so used to as, as, as a beings, like being a part of something bigger and as individuals, yes, there's a beautiful, there's a beautiful piece of like working on that, but also we are constantly looking for acceptance and love because we want to be in a space where we're seen and that happens in community. Exactly. And our very survival is dependent on it. Yeah. So this is something that I've spent a lot of time diving into is just the the wiring into our nervous systems and our DNA about survival. And it runs so very deep. And so when people talk about, oh, just be yourself, just, you know, stand out from the crowd. It's all sweet and cute to just say that. But there is literally a rewiring that has to happen within our bodies and ourselves in order to allow us to feel free to do that. Because Mm. as long as humans have been on this planet, it has not been safe to do that. Mm. So there's, I, I believe that right now our collective awakening is rewiring that programming. And that's a lot of the work that I feel called to do actually in the world is support people in reprogramming our primal systems to allow the bigger multidimensional self to actually shine through. Yeah. But I digress a bit. No, I love that. Is there (laughs) like, is there like a, is there like a reading or something that you've, you've focused on a lot in your space around that, that has been really empowering for you? Like, is there a book that you've really latched onto around the collective thing that like somebody who's like, what the fuck is this could like support themselves in from a learning standpoint. Cause I would personally also love to do that. I just think it's really a beautiful thing or like somebody's teaching that is really mm-hmm. resonant with you. Well, it's a great question. and I don't have a great answer <laughs> um, because I um, mostly studied with one person throughout my twenties who now is retired and no longer on the scene and mm. or reachable in any way, shape or form, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but I feel like that's really typical in like spiritual worlds. Yeah. And it was super (laughs) beautiful because he also modeled stepping away when it was time. Mm -hmm. Um, because he was just the most enlightened human I've ever come across in my life up until this point. Mm -hmm. Um, and so his teaching shaped me very, very deeply. And so I've read a lot of other things and I've, you know, when it feels right, I tune into other teachers and whatnot, but for the most part, um, it's just either been my work with him or just my own inner self-led inner work. For sure. Yeah. So I think that's a beautiful, no, but I think that's actually maybe the most perfect answer because I think so often we look outside of ourselves for resources and there is a time and place for that, especially when you're feeling called to somebody's energy. But so often we're looking for this thing that's going to fix us or be the thing to change it when really it's like, how can you hold space for yourself, maybe with another person that mirrors what you need, what you need in order to access what, what is truly happening inside. Right. I think the best coaches, the best people in the space are not people who are telling you what to do, but they're people who are, are showing up so that you can access that for yourself and enter into that space yourself. 100%. And that's what Bill did for me. And this is why I worked with him for so long is because what he would do was energetically and from deep, deep unconscious levels, I would feel so met by him that I would feel safe enough to go where I needed to go. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's really important to have people like that in your life that will hold space in a way where they are not manipulating it or they are not trying to um, 
tell you what to do or make you do it in a certain way, but they literally open a doorway to a bigger possibility for yourself to unfold. And for me, Bill was that person. I mean, Mm. even just the minute I was in his space, my whole reality would start shifting. And um, I still think back just so fondly to all the time I've spent with him and my heart just, you know, completely opens because the minute I was with him, he just, he was so energetically in a space of oneness Mm. that it would invite everybody else into it. Yeah. And I think finding people like that, that you feel that energy pull to, like, maybe that's just what it is. It's trust that trust that the people that you're feeling connected to, like explore that and, and, and get in their sphere more. And definitely. And he was the first person to always say, if you feel something other than what I am saying, always listen to yourself. Mm. And so I had a really incredible model of a leader with him because I am so aware that I am just a conduit to support other people and what they already know about coming home to themselves. Yeah, I feel similarly. Yeah, yeah, it was really one of the most powerful examples of an egoless leader that I have ever seen and um, really shaped how I show up and is one of the reasons that I'm not so thrilled all the time with the spiritual world because, you know, you just don't see a lot of that Mm. out there, unfortunately. For sure. It does happen, but it's kind of rare. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So going back to like a billion years ago, when we were talking about cacao, like how the fuck did you get into cacao? (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. So there were two topics here that I want to go back to. And one was the shamanic death process and then how that got me into cacao. It actually all ties together. Yeah, of course it does. (laughs) I love it. I I also love the like hilarious, like every once in a while when something gets intense, like I feel like the building above you that is having crazy work done. I don't know if y'all can hear that in the background, but there's like some (laughs) drilling happening. And I think it's hilarious that it always happens. Like when we're like, oh yeah, this is so intense. And it's like, I'm intense drilling. I love it. We're drilling down. (laughs) It's just adding to the the flavor flavor. I'm here for it. (laughs) It's hysterical that this drilling is happening right now. It's like all quiet. And then the second we get on the call, you know what? Sometimes that's... That's just life. That's living your fuck yes life is going with the punches, y'all. Love it. Yeah. So basically my entire twenties was me just feeling intensely deep depression um, that I didn't really admit to pretty much anybody in my life. Um, I had a few people that really knew me very well and knew, you know, kind of what was going on, but I just knew that if I shared it with people, they were going to feel afraid for me. They weren't going to understand. And I had this bigger knowing the entire time I was going through this, that there was purpose to it all. Um, and I don't know how I knew that I just did. It was Mm. one of those things where it was like, I know I'm supposed to get through this. I know it's like, Mm. I just have to keep showing up to this, keep showing up to this. And Bill and a couple other people in my life really walked me into that over and over and over again. So what this felt like at the time was that I was hitting rock bottom over and over and over again. So I used to joke that like, I just bounce on the bottom, you know, like (laughs) I I don't, I don't hit rock bottom, I bounce, I just keep coming back. And uh, so I had so many experiences with him of just going in, hitting the bottom, but then, you know, I'd get to the other side with him and I'd feel open and I'd feel free and I'd be like, oh, I did it, I got there. And then like, you know, two months later, it's like, everything's awful, you know? And it was just like this over and over churning inside. Mm. And what I know now is that that churning was carving me out. You know, it was like digging, digging, digging into my human self. It was like, okay, more room, more room, more room. You know, like that's, that's not enough. That's not enough. Um, and it, you know, so then at one, I'm actually going to switch the story a little bit, but I, 
when I was 28, I'd been going through this for years and years and years. I'd been living in New York. I'd been working in corporate jobs that I hated that were not Mm. aligned with me at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I finally just threw in the towel and declared to the universe that I was leaving and I was no longer going to work. (laughs) You're like, bye, Felicia. I was like, I'm done. I don't know how I'm doing this. Like no clue whatsoever. I'm broke. You know, like I'm spending all my money on my rent. Like, I I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm out of here. And it was a really beautiful moment in my life because everything in my life arranged to support me in that almost as soon as I declared it. So it was about a month later that I discovered at the time, the little known website, Airbnb, you know, it was like brand new. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And I had this little studio in the West Village. So I put it on and started, you know, staying with friends and renting it occasionally. And I realized really quickly that I was making very good money off of it. And I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to leave. So I, for the first time in my life, took a backpacking trip. I'd never done it before. And I went to Southeast Asia. And you were 29? I was 28 at 28. the time. That's amazing. So was, you know, Saturn yeah. return. No, I love totally. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and I basically, what I say is that time in Asia for me was like a discovery of my free spirit again, mm. because I'd just been so stuffed in this box for so long and feeling so miserable. Mm. And I, you know, and I'd had other moments in my life where I'd felt it, but this was like the big grand rediscovery. And so I go out and I travel Asia and everything's amazing and I'm feeling alive. And like, you know, I look at pictures of myself during this time. I look great, you know, like I'm glowing. It's just life was good. And then of course I come back to the United States just to check in, you know, seven or eight months later and shit hits the fan again. And I, you know, am miserable and depressed and all this stuff blows up. And I was like, you know what though? I said I was going to go to South America, so I'm going. So I get myself on a plane to South America took everything I had to do it and cried the entire plane flight to Peru, (laughs) like hot mess style. And I show up in this hostel in Peru and within moments met this person who literally looked like they floated in on a lily pad, you know, just one of these people where I was like, who are you? What are you doing? I love it. I love it. I need to know. And he introduced me to plant medicine and ayahuasca and also a retreat um, area in the sacred Valley of Peru. Now I'm 29 years old. I've never touched a psychedelic in my life. Mm. I didn't ever even want to because I'm so sensitive Yeah, and everything in my being, like this is an example of how my soul runs my entire life. And I often don't even get a say in it was like, you're doing this, this is going to happen. And I was like, Oh my God. And I was so scared to do yeah. it, Yeah, but I did it. And it was a very you know, it was about a six month journey of me just staying in Peru. I thought I was going to backpack all of South America and I just didn't leave Peru for six months Mm. and worked with plant medicines, not as much as a lot of people do, but enough. And it was this huge shift for me into starting to really dig in and uncover what needed to be healed in my human self. And it showed me so much. It, it opened my music again, because as we mm. mentioned in the beginning, we're both singers. And yeah, and we're going to get into that a little bit more because I want to talk about it'll that. It'll get there. Yeah. I hadn't sung in years. Mm. I'd completely shut it down. Mm. I wasn't even singing for myself at that mm. point. And ayahuasca opened all of that again for me and showed me what singing really is for me and that it's a tool for blessing. It's not about what I sound like. It's not about being perfect. And like, here's how I can use it. Mm. 
So I go through this whole experience with plant medicines and psychedelics and I leave Peru and I know I'm done. Like that was one of the last messages the medicine gave me was like, you don't need to do this anymore. You got this, like, mm. you're good. And I was like, awesome. So I leave Peru, I'm feeling really good and um, ended up sort of serendipitously in Guatemala and discovered cacao during this time. There, Everybody there was drinking cacao. I was like, I don't know what all this crazes over chocolate. Sounds a little weird. <laughs> and I show up to a cacao ceremony, drink three sips of the cacao. And within moments I was like, oh, okay, this is really different. I get this. Like there's something really magical here. And like I said before, I basically spent six, seven months living in Guatemala crying and healing, learning about my energetic sensitivities, mm-hmm. um, learning about how to use my voice for healing. Um, it just opened so much for me. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell people, you know, cacao is like this partner that comes in and holds your hand and supports you and whatever you need. And it's just been this unexpected ally in my journey for the last, um, I guess like seven six or seven years now. Yeah. It's like your little friend. (laughs) Totally. And I did not expect that I would still be using it to this day. So what about cacao and and like specifically, because I know we talked about this, like there's good cacao and not great cacao. Like what about the cacao that you use and and share with your clients and your people like is so potent? Like why is that something that, because I think of cacao and I think hot chocolate, you know, like it's normally what probably a lot of people are thinking like the fuck you just drinking cocoa and you're like here, here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And it's unfortunate that better chocolate is not easy to come by. Mm. Um, I wish it was, I wish there was, it was more readily available. Um, I only use one one brand and that's Keats Cacao. And the reason I use it is because that's the one that I've always used since the beginning at the lake. I trust it. I know it. And you sell Um, this? I do sell it. Yes. Okay, cool. And it has three times the amount of theobromine than regular chocolate does. And the reason it has three times the amount of theobromine, and theobromine is the main active compound of cacao, of chocolate, um, but m- most chocolate out there on the market has been stripped of all of its nutrients mm-hmm. and it's been over-processed and you know, they don't use the right beans that yield higher nutrient amounts and, mm-hmm. and all these different things. Um, but you feel that difference when you drink high theobromine chocolate. Um, the caffeine content's super low, so you don't feel jittery or high. That's like the number one way to know that it's mm. not really good for ceremony is that if you feel that spazzy chocolate feeling, it's very high caffeine beans. So what is theobromine? Um, so theobromine is, um, a, uh, it's similar to caffeine. It's from the same family of methylxanthines, but it absorbs differently in the body. So mm. it doesn't go right to the head the way caffeine does. Um, and it's a vasodilator and, you know, it really just boosts your serotonin levels, but it's not the only, the thing is there's actually like a lot of really strong active compounds in cacao, all things that are naturally occurring in your body. That's why it's so great is it's not giving you anything that you don't already make in your body. Um, so, you know, we have anandamide and we have MAOIs and like all these things that are serotonin boosters. Um, and also, you know, get your heart really open and relax you. I'm like um, looking at, I'm looking it up right now. Cause I'm like so fascinated by it and like so fascinated by the science of it, but it says it naturally mm-hmm. lowers blood pressure too. Yes, it which does. Is really fact, cool. My dad has high blood pressure. So I got him into drinking it every day. Um, and his blood pressure has gone down. I, it'll, it almost acts like a baby aspirin in the mm-hmm. body and thins the blood so that it's like a natural way to 
you know, thin your blood, open your blood vessels. That also makes sense scientifically that it would feel expansive because when that happens, you have more oxygen to your brain, which allows you to breathe deeper and like just be more present in life and actually feel more in your body. So that makes a lot of sense. My sister always says it opens her sinuses. Yeah, which makes, I mean, (laughs) as someone who actually spent a lot of time, I wonder, I used to have really chronic migraines, like bad, bad headaches before um, when I was in my deep binge eating phases and just like really like working out to like two hours a day. I was just in a really bad space and I had awful headaches, awful, awful, awful. And those have gone away with like me treating my body with kindness and love and compassion. What a concept. And I wonder if during that time having cacao would have helped with that for me, um, because you're always told like have something with high caffeine. And so I would Mm. often drink tea or even coffee, but for me, I'm, my body's very sensitive to caffeine. And so having that was really challenging for me, but it's like, I was having such bad headaches that I was like, I'll do fucking anything. And so yeah. I wonder if cacao would have been like a really beautiful way to ex- do what I needed to do for my body in a quick, you know, easy way. Yeah. You know, it's funny because it, you do have to be careful with it. It's a medicine like anything else. Yeah. And so I always tell people when they use cacao, especially this type of cacao, which is very medicine based to really listen to their body. Mm. Um, because there were times when it was not the medicine for me. And then there were times when it was, you know, and there was like a year and a half where I didn't drink it at all. Um, I still believed in it, but my body was like, Nope, like you're not not supposed to have it right right now. now. (laughs) Um, and so for the headache thing, sometimes cacao can actually cause headaches because it's very dehydrating. Mm. So people have to be really careful with that. It, um, you know, it will Have make you go water. to the bathroom yeah. like crazy. Yeah. And it's, you know, it can be dehydrating if you're not careful. I always tell people when they drink it, have like literally three times the amount of water that you yeah, can yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Um, but I've seen it solve so many things for people. Like in my last cacao course, I had someone who apparently has chronic cramping and period pain. Mm. And she told me that drinking the cacao completely fixed it. Like she That's was like, amazing. I have no cramps. So are and you do? I know you're, you have something coming up, right? Another c- course that you're doing around this. Yeah. So I lead what I call the cacao deep dive transformation, <laughs> long title. But the, the reason I call it that is because it's a cacao education course, but it's kind of more than that. It's an eight week journey that I like to lead that, mm. um, I use my toning and my channeling gifts to, bring through like a full transformation for the participants. Um, But in the meantime, I also, you know, you get to learn about cacao, you get to learn about using cacao. It's sort of like this, this support tool that you get to take away with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm doing my next one starting at the end of April. I don't have the actual date set yet, but hopefully that'll be soon. You'll send me all the details and I'll put that in the show notes for you guys if you're interested in hopping on board. Amazing. Okay. I want to pivot real quick to sound healing because (laughs) this is truly what brought me to you from a like mm-hmm. being standpoint because I, I, y'all know that I perform and I'm an actor but like singing is truly like my thing and if there's one thing that connects me to my body connects me to my being I know that if I'm not singing like I there is something wrong and um I think a big part of my personal process lately is that I I just finished, and I've talked about this at length on the podcast. You're probably like, Amanda, we know. But I just, I just am coming off of a of a deeply like wonderful experience as a performer. And I was essentially singing on stage for a two and a half hour hour show. I was probably singing about two hours of it. It was and it was truly like a cathartic experience where like my being was 
I don't even know how to express it. Like the sound was healing for me in a way that I didn't even know that I needed. Um, and I haven't sung like that in probably 10 years. Like I have not truly sung like since, well, since college. And even then, like I wasn't really even singing quite that much. And, um, it just really, really made me remember why sound. And it's like for a couple years, I've been so into podcasts, so into like learning that I've turned off my music, turned off like the things that really invoke this, like, ah, release in me. And lately, like all I can do is listen to music. It's just become Mm -hmm. such a healing thing. And, and, And I just love that that's such a big part of what you do um, is sound healing because, and I want you to talk about why it's so important because I think for most of us, we're like, yeah, music feels great. Like I am, I I go into a song and I feel so like connected to it, but we don't know why. And like, it's such a, it's such a beautiful thing. So like, tell us about sound healing. Like, what does it do? And like, yeah, just go for it. Cause I just love it. (laughs) Oh, I just, I loved hearing you say that whole story because I so deeply relate to that. Mm. And singing and music is what got me into all things alternative because I was a singer as a child, as we talked about, and I lost my voice. I was having so many vocal issues in my teen years And I felt like literally like I'd lost a limb. Mm, Like it was like, you know, my connection to source to God to everything was gone. And I, it just spiraled me into Mm. that deep dive that, that I didn't come out of for quite some time, you know? So I really, that turning point for me was not being able to sing Mm. and rediscovering music and sound for me has been such a healing experience. I, I so deeply relate to your expression of you could just the way that you could sing for two hours, because I, I always say to people, once you get me going, once you get me singing, like in a jam session, like just whatever I can go forever. Mm-hmm. It's like, you cannot shut me up mm-hmm. because I get in that flow mm. that connects me to something bigger to myself. And I'm just like, Oh, you know, it's the best feeling ever. Yeah. So I so understand and I so relate, but, um, the way I work with music and sound now, I never in a million years would have predicted yeah. that this is where I would have gone with it yeah. because I was like a musical theater kid, yeah. you know, and, and it's super and, different what you're doing now, it's, but it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I still love that. Like to me, like singing covers of pop music on my guitar mm. and going to musical theater, sing along bars is literally my happy place. Yeah, you know, yeah. I still love that stuff yeah. so much. I love just singing for the joy of singing mm. and having fun with it. Um, but using sound and music for healing has turned out to be the center point of my path and how I'm here to share my gifts. Mm. And right now, the main thing that I've been doing is what I call, I have a few names for it, but I call it like toning or frequency toning or frequency downloads. And what happens is that when I just channel sound, it comes out in these sounds that sound almost like instruments a little bit like sometimes like a crystal bowl sometimes like a didgeridoo like I have some really weird sounds actually I, I love like, some of your weird, weird sounds like I, I told I told this to Aaron when we were having coffee let's, I was like one of the sounds you made it made me think of like Dory um from <laughs> Finding Nemo where she's like trying to make the whale sounds and it was mm-hmm. and it just literally I was like you are Dory and I love it <laughs> I know, like sometimes these sounds I'm just like, okay, that was a weird one. No, I love it. I love it though. Uh, But it's just what comes out. And what I've been shown over the last couple of years, especially, and now I'm going to get a little woo. So bear with me. You are? um, You you like (laughs) woo? I didn't know that. (laughs) 
I know. Shocker. I'm going to get a little woo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what I watch happen when I do tones, because I'm, I'm an intuitive as well, and I you know intuitively see energetically what's going on with people, mm-hmm. I watch um, an energetic override occur where the sound carries a certain frequency that for me is not actually from this planet. Um, it's a frequency that's a little bit beyond time and space right now, but I think it actually is coming more into this planet. That is an override sound, an override frequency to our egos and our human minds and our psyches. And so it can penetrate at the cellular level to transform people in this way that's super effortless and super useful. Um, so, you know, we could spend forever trying to quote, figure something out, trying to heal ourselves of something. But if I can penetrate it with sound, I watch a lot of magic happen that just is extremely instantaneous. And people sometimes even just like walk out of working with me or like an event or something. And they're just like, I don't know what happened to me. You know, like it's almost like this look on their face of like, what just happened? Like their mind can't even compute it Mm -hmm. because we're literally overriding it. Mm -hmm. And when I watch this happen, I watch the frequencies sort of almost implant like symbols of transformation in people. So this is where it gets a little weird, but um, especially when I do, I have a sound that sounds very didgeridoo-esque and I spent a little bit of time in um, central Australia at a place called Uluru, which is a really sacred site of the aboriginals. It's one of the most profound places I've ever been in my life. And while I was there, I was receiving a lot of energetic downloads of primal energy because the aboriginals were so one with the primal energy field of the earth. How were you and able so I to was... get access to that space? If, was it not like, because uh, a lot of the time like aboriginal spaces are, are very closed off. Yeah. So Uluru is open to mm-hmm. anybody. They um, discouraged people from climbing it, which I did not, you mm-hmm. know, because that's mm-hmm. the aboriginals did not believe obviously in climbing it. Um, but for a long time, it was even open to that. So yeah, thank God the Australian government has shifted that actually. Now it's not open to climb, but you can still go visit it. Yeah. And you can spend time at the rock. Um, But I was receiving a lot of information while I was there. And so like, for an example, when I do that low didgeridoo sound, so often I watch literally symbols and like codes go into people's primal energy system, rewiring and reworking how their energy system is set up. Because one of the things that I've noticed as a healer is that our primal energy systems have not really had a great story playing out. It hasn't really been a fun one. It's been more based in pain and suffering and struggle. When you say primal energy system, what does that mean? Thank you for asking. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sitting here being like, I think I know what you're trying to say, but I know most of the people on my podcast probably have no fucking clue. So like, what what is that? Yes. (laughs) like our body Uh, well it's our bodies are definitely a part of the primal energy system yes but when I say our spirit yeah but it there's there's many layers to it but really what I mean is sort of our like grounded human expression so like and if you're an energy worker when you look at somebody you see a lot of different layers to the energy it's not just the physical body of course yeah. there's all these other sort of fields that exist um so a good way to describe the primal system is it's kind of like the most tangible it's kind of like the most but that being said it it roots down into other 
other energies. So but it's it, complicated AF is what you're saying. It is a little bit. I'm so sorry. I can't give a better explanation no, than fine. that. <laughs> but, that's why, but that's why I think sometimes it's like, okay, so like, how do I access this? You know, as somebody who's like, yeah, used to being practical and like has been moving into the spiritual stuff, like trying things on for size. It's like, how do I access this for what I know now? Um, so well, this why is why asking. this is why I just make loud sounds at people because yeah, and you just have to trust the process sometimes and be like, I don't know what the fuck this is. This is literally what happened to me on this meditation you sent me. Which I can we put it in the show notes? Can I share that with everyone? Yeah, okay, 100%. amazing. So I'll put this. It's like a beautiful, beautiful like twenty minute video that Aaron made, and like eight minutes in, she starts this like sound healing, and so you can access it and kind of witness it for what it is. Um, and just kind of go in with no expectations and just like let it be, lay down and just like exist in the sounds and see what comes up for you. Um, because I think really more than anything, that's all you can do. <laughs> yes, 100%. And what happens then is you experience things. So this is like, I can explain something all day long, but if you don't feel it or experience it in yourself, it's really not going to mean anything. Mm. So one of the reasons I love sound is it opens the experience within people and then they just feel it. So like, I don't have to tell you anything. I don't have to teach you anything. You're just like, oh, I yeah. feel this happening in my body. I mm-hmm. feel this opening. Like I have people call me after they do my sound meditations and just be like, yeah, I just feel really at peace. And I'm like, great. I didn't have to get you there. I didn't have to explain anything. You're just, you feel fine now. You know, it's like, it does something that overrides the mind and the ego and the way that we rationalize so many things in the world. And, um, and I love that you said whale sounds because a a good friend of mine literally calls what I do my whale sounds. And she like (laughs) describes it as like humans speak linearly, linearly, linearly. I can't talk. That's Um, Yeah, I think that's right. Yes. Um, and it takes time and it's, you know, it's spread out in this very like linear fashion, Mm. whereas like a whale or probably other animals as well, they're vertical. It's just like one sound, boom, it's all downloaded. Right. And it's kind of beyond time and space. So that's sort of how I see the, the healing work with sound. Well, and I think sound in general, like even if this sounds like kind of woo for your brain, um, (laughs) which for a lot of you, it probably does. Um, but like, think about a moment in your life where sound has been impactful to you. Like it can be a song. It can be literally just like nature sounds, right? Like think about the birds and like being by the water, like sounds really impact ourselves in a way that is very hard to express and, and share. And so this is just another way to access that, but in a, in a space where maybe you're in a very, very busy place and you need to calm down, you need to settle your system. You can't just like access a beach whenever you fucking want to. Right. And like, how can you do that with intention? And I think that's what the beauty of sound healing really, really lies in. It's like, how can you just quiet yourself in like a 10 minute space or whatever, um, that looks like and, and get quiet and just get into your body. 100%. And the one thing that is a little bit different from what I do versus other sound healing work, because, you know, I love sound for so many things. I love a good sound bath. I love just going and relaxing into the magic of the frequencies. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed with mine is that it's really to 
heal and transform people in a very specific kind of way. And so it's not always even hundred percent comfortable. Mm. Like I, I had some, this, which is why I do the videos where I explain what I'm going to do before yeah. I do it, because I'm preparing people to receive the tone I'm about to do. Which is so important. Um, it's like trigger warning yeah. or like, yes. you know, I, consent. <laughs> Here's yes. the consent you're going into instead of just aptly walking into it without knowing what you're about to receive. Totally. Like I had someone message me the other day who loves my work and was like, I listened to the one you put on YouTube and, um, I loved it, but I actually felt like a lot of uncomfortable things moving. Mm. And I was like, yeah, you know, that can happen. You know, like you have to sometimes like, it's actually going to move a lot. That's like not comfortable, Yeah, which is how we (laughs) most of the time it is though. (laughs) Yeah. But that's how we grow. That's how we like, that's how we uncover stuff. And ultimately like that's the courageous work, right. Is allowing yourself to live in the discomfort and own that that's okay. We've been so taught Mm -hmm. that like squash the discomfort, squash the discomfort. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's like, no, if we have tools to access that, we can grow and heal and then show up with so much more intention and and awareness um, for ourselves and for everyone in our lives. And and it just ripples, right? So I think that's beautiful. I love that. Totally. And yeah. And and for me, the discomfort has been the doorway so many times, you know, like, being willing to walk into that and and really be in that discomfort. Amazeballs. Okay, I feel like I could talk to you about this for evs, but also I want to honor <laughs> everyone's time. So before we finish, are you ready for some fast fun questions? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Most incredible place you've ever visited? Wow, that's so hard for me. I've been to so many cool places. <laughs> I know. I've been to so many cool places. Oh, the first um, one that came You know what? Brain. I'm going to go with Uluru even because I just mentioned it. And honestly, it was life-changing yeah, for me. It was amazing. so powerful. Okay. I will put that in the show notes for y'all because I don't even know what the fuck that yeah. place is. So I'm oh, excited to so, look it up. so cool. Okay. Something amazing that you've read lately. Book, like thing online. Something oh that spoke to you. I'm not good at this. What have I read recently? I haven't really been reading a lot recently, to be honest, because I haven't wanted to fill my space with other other people's stuff. Oh, I know what I read recently. That was amazing. I mentioned it in this YouTube video, actually, which is a teacher named Matt Kahn. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know about him, but he's a spiritual teacher. um, And I've always loved his work. I think he's great, but I didn't always like feel like I needed to follow along with him or anything. Just recently, I feel like his work has like up leveled to this point where now he's like really given it to people. Mm-hmm. And so I read a newsletter he sent out about manifestation and divine will, which opened what I then made on YouTube. And it was so powerful. And love yeah. that. Cool. I'll so put that in the show notes. I'll find his stuff. Um, okay. Word you find yourself saying a lot lately. Wait, what was it? Oh, a, a word. word. Yeah. <laughs> Frequency. <laughs> Sure. That makes sense given what you're doing right now. I love that. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the word frequency. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. And then last one, what does it mean to you to live your fuck yes life? Wow. I love that. It means honoring my free and divine spirit and um, listening to the messages and the guidance that pulls me along in the most magical of ways and Mm. um, never being... um, afraid of what's possible to experience as a human being on this planet because I just think that there's so much more available to us to feel and experience than we even know or or understand yet so I love that yeah Yeah, I love I I ask this question to every single guest and I love that it's so different for everyone and I want to reflect that for a second to all of you listening because I think so often we look for one cookie cutter approach 
And I hope that you can go even go back and like just listen to the end of episodes and hear what people say, because ultimately living your fuck yes life is going to look different because you are different and you are unique and you are your own being. And I just, I think it's so important to reflect that because every single human being has a different, beautiful, empowered answer that is so right for them. And it's like, why are we constantly looking outside of ourselves, right? Start looking more internally and let this be a gift for you. So, okay. How can our listeners connect with you? How can they like love on you and get in your cacao, all that good stuff. And like all of the sound healing, where can they find you online? Yeah. So right now the best way is Instagram, which is just my name, Aaron Eber. Um, and that's because I have a website that's been under construction for quite some time. So hopefully it's going to be up by the time that this is happening. And Woo! the website is just AaronEber.com. Um, but you can also through my Instagram, get on my newsletter, which keeps you up to date on my offerings and my events because I do move around a lot. Um, and my events change rather rapidly. Um, and then also you, that's where you can there's a link there to book sessions and all that good stuff. Amazing. Um, and, you know, reach out to me if you want to be ordering cacao or any of those types of things. Um, yeah, that's the best way. Yay. And all that info will be in the show notes for you guys too. So it's super easy to click on over and go follow her, go give her some love, let her know how you like the episode and all that good stuff. And thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> And there you have it. Thank you, Erin, so much for coming on the podcast and having this conversation with me. And for all the things we talk about in today's episode, you can check it out at the show notes or head over to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash eight eight. I'm here with you. We are all here together. Know that you are so fucking loved. And um, I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Uh, tag me at Amanda Catherine Loy. Tag Erin. Um, her information is in the show notes or like she just mentioned. Um, and yeah, let us know what your favorite parts were um, about this this conversation, about what we dove into. Love hearing that. And as always, rate, like, and review um, the podcast over at iTunes. That really does help get this in front of more eyeballs. You are so, 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 so so the fucking best. My live your fuckiest lifers are just, you are, I, I just, I don't even know what to say about it. Like you, you've truly been getting me through all of this. So just know that we are here together and I love, um, I love seeing your faces on Instagram so that I can put faces to, um, to earbuds <laughs> since, since I'm in your earbuds. <laughs> um, um, so I know who's on the other side. Um, so say hi, don't be shy. I'm always in your corner and until next week or whenever I will see you on the flip side. Bye.